Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins, supporter, and this is the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange hosted by yours truly. Wow, what a time we've had. And this is the final episode in season one, where we have been exploring topics under the Jamaica Stock Exchange conference theme, restructuring, restoring, and renewing, which happened on January 26th to 28th. We trust that you have been finding value in the information we have been providing to help you become a pro at understanding the capital markets. Welcome to today's episode in the series. Before I go any further, I'm really excited to share with you that the Jamaica Stock Exchange has some giveaways for you. Yes, we are giving away JSE branded tokens, gift baskets, plus stock gift certificates valued at 5,000 Jamaican dollars. And here's how you can win. One, leave a rating and review of Jamaica Stock Exchange and you on Apple Podcasts. And here's how you do it. You want to leave a screenshot of your review, share that on Instagram and tell us as well, what was the definition given by Julian Mayer, who his episode was aired last week, right? He's the chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Tell us what definition he gave for the capital market and tag us at JamStockX on Instagram. You'll be entered to win. And that's all you have to do. We'll pick a few winners on March 22nd, 2021. Deadline to enter is March 15, 2021 at noon And if you plan on entering, you should do it now before you get busy and forget. Now that I got that out of the way, today I'm speaking with Livingston Morrison and Livingston is the deputy chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome, welcome Livingston. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon. And it is a pleasure to have you. And we're talking about the importance of regulation in stimulating capital market confidence. Now, I know you're the best person to talk about that right now. So Not first sure about that, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> You'll give it a shot and your best shot, right? All right, let's let's get into business. So first, um, perhaps you start by giving us an overview of the Jamaica Stock Exchange as our regulatory framework. Perhaps we can start there. But I, I must, first of all, start by commending the regulatory team at the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We have a, a group of hardworking individuals, including the chief regulatory officer, and uh, they have worked and continue to work tirelessly to ensure that the Jamaica is provided with a market that is transparent, is fair, and equitable in terms of treatment of all investors and all stakeholders in the capital market. And, you know, Henneke, that encapsulates what we're about. We're about ensuring that the market for the purchase and sale of equity shares and other instruments is fair and equitable. Every investor needs to have a fair share in uh, investing and in realizing the returns from their investments. We spend a lot of time doing our market surveillance to ensure that all rules are being followed, to ensure that the reports are being provided, which is crucial towards ensuring that people have information on which to base their investment decision. And probably I can encapsulate the whole purpose of what we do in this way. We want to ensure that the market is efficient. And in terms of efficiency, we think about the speed with which information about each company and about this, the securities that people invest in, all that information needs to be available to all investors at 
the same time, same level of detail to allow them to make their decision. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And in trying to accomplish that, might I ask, where are you right now? Oh, I think we have done a tremendous job in terms of benchmarking the rules, the surveillance techniques, the, re the regulations, the reports. We have done a fantastic job, I think, in benchmarking what we do here in Jamaica relative to what is done on the best exchanges around the world. We, uh, over a, an extended period of time, certainly for the more than 12 years that I've been the chairman of the Regulatory Market Oversight Committee, we have worked with a number of exchanges as our benchmark group. So the New York Stock Exchange, the London Stock Exchange, the Australian Exchange, the South African Exchange, and of course, our exchanges in the Caribbean. We're constantly monitoring what they're doing, analyzing the reasons for the changes that they're making, and considering the relevance of those changes to the Jamaica marketplace. We have also been looking continuously at the laws and regulations that are promulgated by the Financial Services Commission here in Jamaica and seeking to ensure that we can make changes and amendments to our regulations here in Jamaica to ensure that our market maintain that high level of integrity. I know that um I think for two years, I don't remember which two years, I know certainly I think for 2019 and I don't remember which year prior or if it was more than one year before that, the Jamaica Stock Exchange was, according to Bloomberg, listed as one of the best performing stock exchanges uh, globally. Now, what function does or data regulation play in that positioning? Well, you know, you know in terms of the measuring of the performing stock exchanges, it spoke to the activity on the exchange and certainly the high level of activity on the Jamaican Stock Exchange contributed to our being rated as the number one performing exchange and one of the top five exchanges in the world over the last couple of years. The question is, what gives people confidence to be trading on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Right. And that's where the rules and the regulations come in because the investing community, as well as the uh, listed companies and the brokers and other stakeholders who uh, rely on the market to raise the capital that is required to run their business, they must have confidence in the integrity of the system that is put together to allow for investors to invest and companies to be able to raise capital to do their their business. So so we attribute the performance of the stock exchange to the, the integrity of the rules and the processes that we administer to ensure that there is equity and fairness throughout. Yeah, so we're pleased about that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, on the look of things, we see, you know, something great on the outside, on the surface, but we don't know what goes on behind the scenes as it relates to regulation, as it relates to, I'm sure, um, making sure that I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Um, what what's it like for you on a daily basis? Like, you know, kind of take us into what's the day like trying to ensure that all the I's are dotted and T's crossed? Th thanks for that question, Annika. And that's exactly why I started where I started by commending the team at the Regulatory Market Oversight Division because that's where it happens. You know, on a daily basis, reviewing all the reports 
Bloomberg's reports on all the transactions that are executed over the, the exchange on a daily basis, uh, looking at customer queries and complaints and uh, responding to those, to doing our market surveillance, uh, reviewing reports that have been submitted to ensure that reports contain all the information that investors would, would want. And um, not only all the information, but the timeliness with which the information is, is provided. Fortunately, over the last couple of years, we have been investing in new systems and technology to help to to make the whole surveillance function that much, you know, more efficient. And uh, we continue to evolve that process. As if the daily review of all the activities, transactions, reports are not sufficient, we have to be looking to the future as well. You know, what are some of the headwinds? What are some of the developments? And how can we modify our rules to ensure that we can be ahead of the game, so to speak, you know, taking a proactive stance in preparing the market, preparing the uh, capital market for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, over the last couple of months, we have done a fair amount of work in that area. The private market was launched or will be launched soon. Well, it was, it, uh, it was launched as far as I know. Precisely. I'm so deep in the trenches, I, I've lost track of that. But <laughs> yeah, it is large. I think, um, was it the Guardian Group or one of them that listed first? on, on that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so we did a lot of work, Annika, on, on uh, developing the rules for mm -hmm. the, the private market. You know, and that was, that was a very rewarding and satisfying exercise. We are also working, as we speak, on digital asset market rules, you know, and uh, to get those those out as well. So we continue to look ahead as to what are some of the opportunities. And then we use the rulemaking and regulatory mechanisms to prepare ourselves for those options. And we're very proud of that body of work. Mm -hmm. Thank you for segueing into the, the final question, which I had, but no, I, I have a final question for you. Uh, you talked about the digital market. You, you mentioned that, and I want to ask the question, why the need for this digital market regulation? Why the need for that at this time? And when you when you talk about digital market, what are you talking about? Give, give us some of the examples that you're talking about. Well, you know, we use the term digital asset because we don't want to get locked into a narrow focus. Most time when we talk about digital assets, the mind is immediately focused on uh, digital currency. Yeah, cryptocurrency, because initially that's where my mind went. <laughs> precisely, precisely. Mm -hmm. But but a fact is that there are tremendous opportunities to, to digitize value uh, and digitize assets that represent access to our rights to a stream of revenue. So take one of our famous painters in Jamaica, for example. You might have a collection of paintings that is of tremendous value. And if you digitize it, it opens a whole new market for trading in uh, the rights to those paintings. Take our musicians, for example. We could have a digital assets, a token probably, that represents the rights to the revenue from uh, an inventory of songs. Um, that would again open opportunities for our musicians to to earn and trade the rights to those music uh, that that is captured. So so value or assets that give rise or access to um, a stream of future cash flows lend themselves to be digitized and to allow for investors easy opportunity to invest in 
um, determining the value of those rights and benefiting from movement in the prices and the values over time. So yes, our focus on uh, a digital asset market is intended to widen the pool of opportunities that are available to the Jamaican investing public. Mm-hmm. And then we could spend another episode talking about this, but perhaps another time. Uh, thank you so much, Livingston. I'm going to ask you to give your final thoughts and and perhaps share how might our listeners get in touch with you if they want to reach out to ask a question, perhaps. Uh, how might they reach in touch, be in touch with you? Oh, sure. I, I can be reached through the Jamaica Stock Exchange. So any inquiry to the Jamaica Stock Exchange using any of the social media avenues will yield response from me. The Jamaican, Jamaica capital market is at a very, very interesting place. The opportunities provided by the innovations over the years to include the junior market, to include the Jamaica social exchange, to include the private placement market that we have just launched, to include the digital asset market that will be coming, and many other opportunities that we have uh, piloted over the years is providing the Jamaican investing community with a solid market that is available for mobilizing capital and for allowing investors to contribute to the funding of their favorite companies across the, across the country. It's an exciting time. It's a time for us to innovate and to ensure that uh, as we come out of this COVID period, we come out stronger and ready to advance as a developing nation. And I have been talking with Livingston Morrison, who is a deputy chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Thank you so much, uh, Livingston, for sharing with us today. Thank you, Erica, and thanks for the wonderful job that you have been doing in hosting this series for the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. And stay tuned for the Jamaica Stock Exchange Insider, the JSE Insider. The Jamaica Stock Exchange established its market research competition in 2002 and has seen winners being promoted to various levels within a short span. The JSE invites analysts from the securities industry, tertiary institutions, and the media to conduct research, present analyses, and make their submissions based on the selected company's past performance and future expectations. Submissions should be between 2,000 and 2,500 words, excluding graphic charts and appendices. Articles should be typed 1.5 space using 12-point Times New Roman or an equivalent font. Articles must be submitted in Microsoft Word formats via email to communications at jamstockx.com. And you can visit the website jamstockx.com to get further details on getting the form itself and for the various quarters. Thank you for listening to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange hosted by yours truly. And of course, it's the final, final episode in season one. Season two resume in just a few weeks. But my question to you is, what did you learn about the what we talk about regulation this afternoon today? What did you learn in that episode? Tell us, we want to hear from you. You can reach us at podcast at jamstockx.com or you can simply go to jamstockx.com and sign up for a free account. Yes, membership is free. If you just uh, go there and sign up to the mailing list and we'll be happy to be in touch with you.
The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast is produced by Henneke Watkins-Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast, where you can find it at hennekewatkinsporter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like the JSC, Managing Director, Marlene Street Forrest, Richard Branson, Seth Godin, and more. And that's all for season one. Until next time, remember what Warren Buffett says. Rule number one. Don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. Check here.